Giants win. Wow, victory, baby, victory. We finally win the first game of the season. It's been a long time since that's happened. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Welcome to our first recap of the 2022 regular season. New York Giants win over the Tennessee Titans. Your final score, 21-20. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend, my co-host, Alex. And we are here to break this one all down for you right now. Super exciting game. Came all the way down to the end. And Alex, we're going to talk about all of it, but I just want to get this off my chest right now. We went into this game at halftime thinking this is going to be the same old goddamn Giants that we see every year who go three and out, who punt the ball, who can't play defense. And the Giants, whatever the hell happened during that halftime talk, don't know if it was a player, don't know if it was the new head coach, Brian Dable, but whatever the hell happened in that locker room, it showed on the field in that second half. And this team puts an effort. This team is brand new. I don't care if players are returning from last year. This isn't the same team as last year. You're not seeing a team under head coach Joe Judge Go out there, score that many points that quickly. Has Saquon Barkley putting up 170-yard games. Brian Dable, Joe Shane, Mike Kafka, I don't, whatever it is. This front office, you can tell they're making a difference. Alex, how are you? I can't, I just can't stop smiling. My voice is gone a little bit. Um, you know, just a quick disclaimer because, well, I was screaming the whole time. Um, and I'm sure Josh was as well, but... I just can't stop smiling. My face is just a permanent smile, um, and I'm really, really happy about it. The Giants winning a game for the first time, it feels like, in 20 years, um, even though that's longer than I've been alive, but it feels like the Giants have not won a game in a really long time. The end of last year was painful. It's been a lot of painful rides (laughs) over the past few years, Um, and to be honest, Giants fans, we deserved it. Other Giants fans, all Giants fans, everyone deserved it. Uh, to finally get a win on opening night, finally be f- over 500 for the first time in, I don't, I don't even know how long, forever. Um, and it's it's crazy. I believe it's the first time the New York Giants have been over 500 since, I want to say, 2016. My God, which is, it's, it's nuts. Um, and this was, you know, the Titans, they may have gotten weaker over the, uh, o- over the, over the offseason, but... They're still a great team, and we still beat them. Uh, did we get a little lucky at the end with the missed field goal? Yes, um, but of course, you know, the game's about luck, to be honest, at certain points, and we saw that throughout, like, the 1 o'clock games today. That Bengals-Pittsburgh game was just nuts. People were missing field goals left and right. So I'll take a little bit of luck. The Giants won a football game. There was so many positives. There was quite a few negatives as well. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I don't even want to think about it. I just want to talk about what the Giants did well, man. This defense, Saquon, I mean, really, it's just Saquon Barkley. He's the man to talk about. I mean, he stepped up. He carried this team on his back, on his back. He took them from the 10-yard line to the end zone. It just felt like it was him carrying this team completely. Daniel Jones made mistakes, did not have the best of games, didn't have the worst of games, but certainly didn't have the best of games. Saquon Barkley, after that terrible injury, his, you know, his injury history recently, um, he's really been under a lot of criticism, and he said he was going to shut the haters up, and I think he shut the haters up today. Um, I think Josh is wearing, no, Josh isn't wearing a Saquon jersey, so really disrespectful, to be honest. Um, 
I mean, I'm not wearing any jersey right now because I'm a little bit too hot. So um, I'm going to be not wearing a jersey basically for a little while. But I got the Giants banner behind me, so that's good enough. Um, And I'm just super happy with Saquon's performance, man. I think he knows it's make or break for him. And he really put up not just, you know, he went for 180 whatever yards. I, I have it down somewhere. But he did great in the passing game. He had six receptions. What he did, he even had some nice blocks. I know people don't actually talk about this, but in pass protection, he actually had a couple nice blocks, which is something that Saquon Barkley doesn't usually do uh, very well at all. So Saquon Barkley was the man today. I'm so happy to see him back after all the struggle, after all the pain. You know, my favorite Giants player, I think like any you know Giants fan, to be honest, I'm so happy for him that he's finally back uh, and back in a role, and hopefully he can just have a crazy, crazy season like it looks like he's on track to have. And Alex, I mean, you decided to start out with this guy, Saquon Barkley, first, so I'm happy, happy. I mean, to who else are you going to start with? I mean, he was the man today. <laughs> the man. Start out, uh, I will uh, continue with giving you his exact stat line, and no, I'm not wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey before we go to that. I'm wearing my man X, uh, Xavier McKinney. That is the jersey I selected for the game today. And his name wasn't really called a lot, which honestly, as a safety in the NFL, is probably a good thing unless they force a fumble or get an interception. If a safety's name is not getting called out too much, that means they're doing pretty good in coverage. But we don't need to talk about that right now. Let's talk about the man, Saquon Barkley. Barkley went tw- uh, 18 carries for 164 yards, which is about 9 yards per carry and had a touchdown rushing. And then he had 6 catches for 30 yards, which is about 5 yards per catch receiving and Barkley Alex you talked about all of this right all the things he did today he was the player of the game today he deserved the game ball but what did Saquon Barkley do well Brian Dable said in his post-game press conference that funny enough Saquon Barkley gave him and general manager Joe Shane a game ball (laughs) Dable said he appreciated it but he doesn't play the game. Um, so that is the man and the character that is Saquon Barkley, who you want as a leader of your New York Giants team, honestly. That humble mentality and giving your head coach and general manager their their new uh, front office the game ball. That just shows how much of a nice guy and overall good human Saquon Barkley is. And I'm sure, Alex, you saw the video of Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, hugging Brian Dable, I believe, after they successfully converted that two-point conversion, which we will get to fully later. Um, we're I want to we're going to go through this in chronological order. That is the way we do these recaps. If you're new, um, and if you're returning, we appreciate you coming back. But well, um, not in this case because it was just too exciting. We had to talk about Saquon oh, well, first. <laughs> well, we say, besides Saquon, we will do our very much normal uh, chronological order, and I think that's where we'll go with right now, Alex, unless there's any super exciting things you need to get off your chest right at this moment. Right at this moment. I'm just going to say I'm proud of this team, man. I'm, I think we're heading in a good direction. I'm not like going to get ahead of myself yet because I've been disappointed too many times as a Giants fan, but uh, it looks like a bright future, and we'll get to this in a minute, but the Giants didn't have their two top pass rushers today. So, I mean, what could this defense do they could improve even more uh, with an actual pass rusher, and we'll get to that, obviously. But that was like the one thing I kept thinking about. Like, this defense played pretty good, but you have two, two top-tier pass rushers who are going to come back hopefully next week. This defense could be quite good. We did, although, see the weakness of the cut that was Blake Martinez. Those linebackers did struggle in coverage today. 
But they did shut down the man, Derrick Henry. And yes, we'll get to all this. We, you know, well, we we're not, can't we're, stop getting ahead of ourselves. We're it's not doing it. We're not doing it right, Alex. And uh, but going back to your er- earlier point about how this team, uh, you know, you've been let down too many times. I mean, we texted about it. You texted me originally, like game-winning field goal coming up, and how close was it? It was so to our close. Hearts getting let down, like normal, by the way. You know, the the amount of times we probably saw in the 2020 and 2021 season since we've had this podcast of teams coming down the field, hitting game-winning field goals, it's been way it too often. It must have been like six or seven. <laughs> like It's been crazy. It's been way too often, and we really saw it coming, but thank you, Bullock, for missing that one. Anyway, let's go in chronological order now. So we have, um, before the game even, the inactives for the day, and it started out with the um, I guess, kind of confirmations of Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Jalari being out. We knew going into it, they were long shots for playing throughout the week, not really practicing much, if at all. So they didn't play. And Darius Slayton, wide receiver for the New York Giants, wasn't even dressed. He was low on the wide receiver depth chart. He was also not a special team. He's also not a special teamer. So I guess Dable was just like, no reason to have him strap up. That came to bite them, I would say, uh, later. And we'll talk about why. Although it really seemed like from the get-go, the Giants either didn't know or had this all in mind and just confused us because it really seemed like from the beginning of this game, they did not know how they wanted their wide receiving uh, or wide receivers to look on the field. They were switching it up left and right, throwing whoever was really available out there. I feel like they were just doing like rock, paper, scissors on the sideline. <laughs> whoever won would go in. It was really weird with the snaps today. Kadarius Tony know. must have sucked at wide, uh, wide <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, excuse me. Um, yeah, seriously, I, I don't know what was going on there. And like I said, I don't know if that was like a kind of during the game decision or before then they like told all the wide receivers or they had the plan of we're just going to mix and match and just see how it goes. But yes, we will talk about Kadarius Tony as well because he did not get that many snaps today. All right, so let's go into the game a little bit. Giants start extremely slow on offense in the first half, uh, including many three and outs, uh, <laughs> punts. Yes, it was a lot. We saw the Scottish uh, oh, hammer. No. Thank you. Scottish hammer a lot of times today. And Jamie Gillen was pretty freaking good punting he the ball. He was great today. Though, yeah, even though we've gotten all these, like when he got signed, he wasn't very good. But better than Riley Dixon was last year so far, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but just, yeah, a bunch of punts. And then we had the, the Daniel Jones strip, which we'll get to in a little bit. Alex, you can take over. Yeah, in terms of the offense, it just started off slow. The offensive line could not block for their lives in terms of pass protection. Um, I mean, if you looked at the offensive line in terms of what they did in the run blocking game, it was superb. They're, they were look like a top-tier run blocking unit, especially when Azudu was in instead of Bredesen. But in pass protection, they just looked lost. Evan Neal definitely did not have a great game tonight. Uh, even Andrew Thomas uh, had a couple slip-ups um, and... Ben Bredesen, Mark Lewinsky, John Feliciano, those interior guys got absolutely bullied by the Titans' defensive line. Um, so that was definitely concerning in the pass protection aspect of the offensive line. So we'll have to see how that progresses throughout the season. I think they can only get better. I don't think they can get worse as they gel together more and more throughout the season. Um, but Jamie Gillen, I want to get back to the punts. He had great punts. But it, our coverage just couldn't catch up to the punts. He outkicked the coverage. Um, and basically, our coverage just could not tackle the returners. Um, they obviously had that one really good play, which we'll talk about a little bit later, where the guy had the muff punt. But it seemed like they were just like 40 yards away from the the returner once the ball was caught. So 
that definitely was not great. And then even on uh, kickoffs, there was some bad kickoff coverage as well. So special teams needs work. Uh, even the extra point after the first touchdown that we mishandled or whatever happened, uh, the long snapper, there needs to be some special teams work. I think that's going to be the main focus this week at practice, if I were to guess. But yeah, Jamie Gillen certainly uh, looked very good. Graham Gano, we didn't see much of. Solid as always. But special teams, coverage, definitely needs some work. And that'll definitely be something that Dable's probably going to put some emphasis on in practice this week. Yeah, Alex, I agree with you. Um, obviously, we, we kind of put this down together here that wasn't very successful, the New York Giants were, when it came to uh, the deal today of special teams. But it did get better as the game went along, and you said that. You alluded to it already, and I won't do it anymore. We'll just keep going on here. So the next con, we're kind of going through the cons first, I would say, and then we get to the positivity of this game because you can always go through negatives too um, during wins. you got to address both sides of things, and that was... Yes, the linebackers. Um, who team, you know, what team needs Blake Martinez? This team right here, the one who lost Blake Martinez, who ended up cutting him. And the big decision that we had last week comes kind of to bite us in the butt here. When it came to guys getting open, especially Dontrell Hilliard, right? Who yeah. in the receiving game had two touchdowns, three catches for 61 yards. He tore us apart. Yeah. He's the backup running back to Derrick Henry, who honestly, I'm not going to lie, didn't even hear of his name until today. He did nothing in the run game. And Derrick Henry also was pretty contained. 21 carries for 82 yards. Which is for Derrick Henry to only have 80 yards in a game and not make the Giants really look silly is a big deal. I think he only made the Giants look silly on one play when he had like a pretty good stiff arm. But it wasn't even that big of a deal because he ended up getting dragged to the ground by that Giants who ever got stiffed on on that I mean, play. Tay Crowder popped him. We remember Tra- that. Tay Crowder. That's what I was going to say. I was going to go Tay Crawford. Tay Crawford, as a uh, head, I literally yelled that, by the way, as former general manager of the Giants, uh, Dave Gettleman called him by mistake. But anyway, Tay Crowder, yes. Usually it's the opposite, but uh, Tay, Tay Crawford, Tay Crowder, put him on his ass. Uh, wow, what a hit uh, by Crowder. I think Derrick Henry got a little bit of a, a little bit of a taste of his own medicine with that one. Yeah, so that for was once, cool. yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, I mean, now you look to the linebackers. It was Austin Colitro. It was Micah McFadden. It was Tay Crowder. I would say the most consistent one being the starter there, Tay Crowder. And then, you know, there was some stuff against Colitro. Colitro got a call against him, I believe, for defensive holding. And I was like, that's a rookie mistake. And McFadden got some playing time in there. I think it's going to be this way all season. They cut a linebacker for a reason because it seems like they really want to develop that position with McFadden and with Calitro. After that point, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but I think it's really all about developing these young guys this year, and that is why they cut Blake Martinez, not just the Caps uh, reason. I look at it. Austin Calitro got a ton more snaps than uh, Micah McFadden did, by the way. Austin Calitro was not very good today. Um, he in term in pass in in pass coverage, it it just looked like he couldn't keep up. I mean, Tay Crowder can't. The problem with having Tay Crowder and Austin Calitro on the field at the same time is that they're both not athletic linebackers. In today's modern day NFL, you need guys who can run from sideline to sideline, and neither of those guys can do it. We saw with Hilliard right on his touchdowns. Tay Crowder was on him, but he just couldn't keep up because Tay Crowder's just not, he's not that guy who's going to be able to run from sideline to sideline. He's not your Isaiah Simmons or even like a Roquan Smith or someone like that. 
He just doesn't have that skill set. Not to say that Blake Martinez did either, but he had the anticipation skills that he was able to make up for that lack of athleticism, if I could if from my vantage point at least. That's you can't have Tay Crowder and Austin Kalitra on the field at the same time. It it just it doesn't work. At least Mike McFadden has a slightly more athleticism, at least in my opinion. It just it's it's tough to watch. Um, because these running backs, these tight ends, they're just running free. Um, so they need to sort something out there. Because Austin Calitro, he looked great in preseason, but I think in his first uh, game with the big boys, you could say, he didn't look as great. Uh, and Tate Crowder, I, you know, I think Tate Crowder is a solid linebacker, but he's he needs to play alongside someone who's more athletic. Uh, and that's really what I think they need. Not that necessarily Blake Martinez is that solution either, because I don't think he's the most athletic, but you need more of a modern day linebacker to pair with Tate Crowder. All right, so now we did the negatives on the defense. I think we should give them some credit here and did say, and and luckily we can say that, Alex, I would say then going to your point about the the modern day offense uh, being pass heavy, luckily we we were in the best case scenario here that the Tennessee Titans offense is run heavy. So, and, and Wink Martindale's defense was able to stop that and do a great job of doing that. Besides a couple touchdowns, they only let up 20 points against this team, which I guess is a lot for a team that's a run heavy team. But the two plays were really the same type of, you know, receiving touchdowns for, I already forgot his name, Dontre Hilliard. So let's give credit where credit's due. And Wink Martindale's defense kept the Giants in this game. Um, the entire first half, besides the one touchdown, I think it was only one in the first half, and then it was two field goals because I think they were up 13 yeah, nothing 10 in the first yeah. half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just the one touchdown. Besides that, all the other drives, they were able to stop them, force in the field goals or force in the punts. When, Martindale's – oh, go ahead. Sorry. What I would say on defense is overall you'll see when Ojolari and Thibodeau come back, I think that defensive line you got Dexter, Willi- uh, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams – uh, Thibodeau, Aziz, then you got guys like Zimenez who can maybe make a few plays. You got Quincy Roche on the practice squad. You got Jahad Ward. I think that defensive line is pretty much set. Safeties are pretty good. Julian Love and McKinney, I think, are a pretty solid pairing. Um, and then you could bring in, uh, you know, guys like Jason Pinnock, etc., who I think can do the job. Really, for me, I think the cornerback position and the middle linebacker position are, are things that either the Giants are going to have to bring someone in or coach up some of these players because that that's the clear weak spots um, on the defense. Uh, I don't think the offense, to be honest, has that same like glowing weak spot uh, compared to the defense. I think middle linebacker, but more so corner, is such a glaring... You know, to be honest, the Titans, right? Besides Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, you know, rookie, first NFL game, these the Titans aren't don't have the strongest receiving core, right? So we didn't see that you know, that strain that could be put on our corners, like against a team like the Cowboys or a team like the Bengals, where they have three, four, five great wide receivers. Um, you know, it, it's certainly going to be a struggle uh, down the road to see how Wink Martindale sets up these corners. All right. So we talked about the defense. Let's shift <laughs> to the offense. And what? No, no. I think you're just done with me talking now. 
No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to keep it. Trying to move it so along. We, I get. That. I want to make sure we get to everything. We don't have this episode go over an hour. As excited as we are, <laughs> um, not everyone is excited to listen to us for over an hour. That's so true. Let's keep it moving here, and we can shift towards the offense and their struggles before we get to their, uh, their positive aspects on this uh, game. And that starts out with Kadarius Tony. A real question mark in this game. Only had two rushes for 23 yards. That's right, a wide receiver with only two rushes. Um, wasn't really used today at all. I don't know if there was a fight. There was something we don't know about that might have happened with the coaches. That could very well be true. I don't know if he wasn't feeling up to 100%. As we know, Kadarius Tony and his injury struggles has been a problem since last season. So I don't know. I mean, I actually asked a question this morning in the Talking Giants like pregame live stream. Is Kadarius Tony 100% fully healthy? Because I thought he was. He wasn't on the injury report from... What we saw today, though, it didn't it maybe it was 100% healthy, but he wasn't 100%, 100% liked uh, by the Giants team. So he only came out there for the plays that were kind of like specialty plays. He came out there for the play that he was supposed to throw deep, but unfortunately the other wide receivers were covered, as we know. Quarterback in high school, it looks like maybe the Giants will use him in that position once or twice this year. They tried it today. It didn't work out. He actually did a very, um, I guess, intuitive move to not throw the ball and yeah, get smart. you know and and you know risk throwing an interception instead cut left and I was actually get uh, able to gain a few yards on that one. He also did have a first down run I believe. But besides that, not really out there at all. Uh, a lot of Giants fans were complaining at halftime seat. Let me see Kadarius Tony more. Ended up working out in the end of things, but we'll have to see if we see more from him next week and why the uh why he wasn't out there. And I think Unfortunately, we are recording during the press conferences, so I don't know if Dable was asked that question or if he answered. I assume not because there's bigger and better things to to ask him, which makes sense. Um, But I'm sure we'll get that answer. If we don't, then we'll have to just see what happens next week. But that was the first uh, of what? Only, I think, two really big night. Nope, there were a few. There's like three negatives that we had here for the offense, but that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, if you look at a negative in terms of the injuries, Waddell Robinson went out of the game with a knee injury. He was out the whole game. Uh, when license plate guy, he posted this on Twitter, he asked him like, oh, is it bad? And he said, it's not bad. Uh, so take that for what you will, um, I guess. Um, I know Wandell's probably not a doctor, so I don't think he knows, but he does know his own body, so I'm sure he knows that it's not awful. So that's well, good. Well, just, uh, just remember, Alex, he didn't miss the entire game. He came in for one play for five yards and then magically disappeared after that because of the injury. So I guess it happened on that play specifically, but it was really, it was literally the saying one and done that I'm sure you've yeah. heard before that defined his day today. Yeah, certainly. So hopefully it's better. Uh, he'll be better and, and back next week. Uh, if not, you know, back very soon. I kind of mentioned the offensive line struggles already. Daniel Jones, he got a strip sack. That wasn't really his fault. Josh Azudu was beat badly. There was He probably got sacked five or six times. I don't know how many times he got sacked, but it was a lot. Um, some of them, to be fair, he ran into a little bit, Daniel Jones, but a lot of it was just the O-line. Mark Lewinsky got beat a couple times. Neil got beat multiple times. Uh, Azudu, Bredesen, those guys got beat uh, you know, constantly, it seemed like. I, I think this offensive line needs time to gel and pass protection. It was kind of weird because you saw different plays. We saw different plays with Azudu at left guard and different plays with Bredesen. So I think you're going to have to see, like, what is the offensive line actually going to look like, uh, you know, as we get deeper and deeper into the season. What's going to be 
that starting group. Is Shane Lemieux going to come into ba- back into the fold, and is he going to be the starter? That's all things we got to see. But um, you know, I personally think it's going to be a rough couple weeks. I think for the O line as we continue through the beginning of the season, and I think they are going to improve. So I wouldn't uh, start worrying. Uh, you know, not being able to sleep at night quite yet. I'll let you know when you can't sleep at night, okay? Uh, when it's when it's really bad and Daniel Jones getting sacked twelve times, then I'll say this. Then I'll say so. But I think so far, not great. But I think there's improvement that is going to come soon. And Alex, I think what kind of showed how bad that offensive line was in the first half. I kept on seeing tweets every commercial break saying Bredesen's going to get this one. Actually, they changed it on the second offensive drive. It's going to be a Zudu taking the place of Bredesen. Oh, all right, it's going to be. Uh, Azudu's back for another one. I actually bet it. So, you know, literally those first four offensive drives, I want to say, they switch between Bredesen and Azudu, if I'm correct, each drive and a different offensive lineman each time. Obviously showing that something wasn't working. You don't really see that with other teams in the NFL. They're not switching their offensive lineman every single drive. So they they tried it out eventually in the second half. It's a Joe Judge special to do that. (laughs) But he switched the whole O-line, actually. So that's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it eventually did click and it worked out in the second half. And let's get to that now. Let's get to the exciting and fun part and start out with Saquon Barkley, which we already talked about already. So I, we, I said already like twice. So we're there. not going to start out with that because we already talked about it. No, I mean, I, I do because I actually have a quote from Saquon oh, okay. uh, from his press conference. But I just wanted to say that there was a little bit of a scare from him. This is the one negative here because we're going to just keep going with the negatives. Is that, oh, the uh, fumble, got the, yeah. Yeah, the ball punched out from the back. Oh, my. I was jumping with it. Yeah, Saquon, Saquon. Oh, okay, we're okay. <laughs> it went out of bounds. It got a very, there was a very scary moment from Giants fans on that big, big rush of whatever it was, 60-plus yards. Uh, great job by Saquon there. It wasn't even his fault, though. I mean, he was looking upfield because there, I think, was a safety in front of him that he was going to try and maneuver past him, sure. And then behind him was a player who knocked the ball right out of his hands, punched it out. A great intuitive play by that defender. But anyway, let's talk about Saquon Barkley in the way that he mentioned Dable in his press conference. So uh, when asked about Brian Dable, he said, quote, he's a man of his word. He said he's going to he's going to put me in or put the game in the player's hands. Um, and I guess... Brian Dable, Saquon Barkley took a quick look at each other, signaled what they're going to do, and that was going for two. And Saquon said the words, not going to say the first one, I'm just going to go F, yeah. Um, and that is kind of how they decided to go for two there. So I thought that was pretty funny and also super cool about how Saquon addresses his new head coach. All right, let's go to the next thing here. I guess that can be Daniel Jones, right? In the first half, you are like, oh, Daniel Jones back to his same old, right? Not not getting some passes, getting the sack, obviously, whatever. Daniel Jones, overall, game was not that bad. I think other people are going to say because of the interception, too, they're going to make comments. That, that was, was bad. That, was, that bad. was completely his fault. That was completely his fault. Overall, looking at his stat line, though, he had a good game. And we know that Daniel Jones is technically one of the best. I, I don't. I still don't know how the stat exists, but <laughs> the times he throws deep, somehow Daniel Jones is one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. You cannot believe me, but look up the stats. He's literally, for some reason, like one of the top five quarterbacks when it comes to throwing it's, deep. It's definitely sh- fake stats. <laughs> he, no, it's real, man. I mean, look I it up. It he and he did it again today. He proved it with that throw to Darry, uh, Darius Slayton to Sterling Shepard. Uh, Daniel Jones, the deep 65, I think it was 66-yard completion to Sterling Shepard for the touchdown. Yeah, 
Uh, that was super exciting, super fun. And I guess let's talk about the, the pick right now. Um, and let's go to that. Yeah, so the New York Giants picked up a muff pump but can't capitalize in the red zone as Jones only looks towards Saquon Barkley in the end zone. Barkley, uh, at the entire play was covered, but Jones wanted to hit him back shoulder and ends up throwing it right in, I want to say, Byard's hands. Kevin Byard, I think is his full name. And he ends up with the interception there. And then Jones? We didn't really see it. So Joe Judge gets a mouthful. From the head coach, Brian And He deserved it, man. He was staring at Saquon the whole time. He was just staring like this. Like like anybody with a brain could see where he was going. Um, it I want to... Sorry, I want to just clear up because now I know who... Imani Hooker got the pick. Okay. Anyway, Kevin Byard is a player on the Titans who did get a few tackles today, but it was not him who made the pick. Yeah, just just awful from Jones. I mean, there's not really anything else to say. It was just awful. Like I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not going to analyze it. It was just bad. Uh, it was something that he needs to work on. He can't make terrible decisions like that. Um, and as hopefully he can grow from it, but it was it was bad. And it was a really, really bad look. And it was a really, really bad play. Yeah, it was, Alex. And I thought you were going to continue from there. I, I have nothing else this. to say, man. There, there's <laughs> nothing else to say. It was terrible. Well, there is still more. Well, yes. Uh, on, on, that <laughs> on that specifically, yeah. yes. No, uh, just a bad decision making from Jones. And it's more of the same old, same old, which I don't know if that's like, does the... Does the two hundred? Well, let me let me look at his final stat line. His final stat line he must have had like this: two, seventeen for twenty-one. That's a pretty good attempt to completion percentage. One hundred eighty-eight yards, so a little under two hundred. Two touchdowns and one interception. So does the stat line make up for the pick? No, no. His I agree. stat line looks a lot better than he actually played. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. Let's hope he looks better. Are you? Will you be surprised if Brian Dable says in his press conference on Thursday? We're going to give Tyrod Taylor a try. No. Uh, I'd be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I That's what I would think, too. I mean, like... No, yeah, he I, he didn't deserve to be benched. No. He just didn't have a great... He had an okay game. He had an okay game. All right. So, let's talk about the game-winning drive. The Giants go all the way down the field, and what do they end up doing? Well, they can go for one, right? Why not do that? And they can actually tie the game at 20, as, they had, uh, as the score was 2019 at that point. Uh, the Giants' offense are staying on the field. It looks like they're going to go for two. The Giants are going to go for the win here. I almost fainted when the announcer said that. I was shocked. This is new to me. I know, you know, Joe Joe uh, Joe Judge in his fourth down fakes where he would try and that that's the most fake I would see or the most gutsy shit I would see as a Giants fan. Excuse my language. Is the Giants lining up on fourth down? Oh no, we're gonna run the punt team on. Whoa, we almost faked you out. That's the most gutsy thing I think I saw last year. This is pretty gutsy. Um, and in the post game, Brian Dable ended up saying, "Quote: Go for the win. We're going to be aggressive, and that's what you like to see and hear from your head coach." And Brian Dable has got. Some balls, man. Oh Daniel my God. Jones takes the snap, runs right. Is he going to try and run it in? No. He pulls a Pitch. Kansas City Chief. Chiefs, Pitches Patrick it. Mahomes, Travis so, Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> Pitches it to Saquon Barkley. Barkley running in, pushes his way in for the touchdown, throws the ball to the back. Wow. Unbelievable. I was set. sweating, man. I think I'm still sweating. <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy. I'm I was so nervous. I mean, my voice is gone. It. it I'm not sure if it was the right decision or not, right? Because, of course, if he, if he, if we didn't get it, right, then he looks like we're all on Dables. We're all asking for his head, right? But if he does make it, now he looks like a genius. 
So I don't know if it was the right decision. I'm not gonna say anything because let's just say like he won, we won, so we're not gonna we're not gonna harp on it. But personally, would I have done it? Probably not. I think it was risky in a game that I think if you send it to overtime, you're probably still at least have a fighting chance. But hey, you you know you take the risk. You know this team is not in you know in a position where you know we're gonna probably make the playoffs. Um, but who knows? But uh, you know you got to just try to win the games that are there to be won. Uh, if that makes any sense. So I understand why he did it. I'm happy he did it now, of course. Um, and it was it was nice to see a Giants head coach have some guts, have some balls, um, and actually kind of, you know, the peop- Giants fans risk everything. You know, they, they risk it all the time. Uh, it's good that the team risks it, if that makes any sense. So let's fully finish this one out, Alex. The Giants then kick it off to the Tennessee Titans with a good amount of time left. Oh, boy. What's about to happen here? Not again. All right. They go down the field. One flag call. Two flag calls. Yeah, let's just get them all the way. Holmes is collecting them. Let's just get all the way down the field. Yeah, let's. Giants defense, how about you keep on holding, guys? Let's put them in the position to win. What a great job. Uh, Ryan Tannehill ends up finding a receiver. I I don't remember. It's the guy who muffed the punt, number 18. I think it's Phillips. Oh, okay. Got it. Yep, Kyle Phillips, uh, who ended actually with the best stat line out of any of the wide receivers. Six catches for six yards. Uh, It was Kyle Phillips who he connected with on a uh, long passing play, gets out of bounds, and puts him in a perfect field goal position on the Giants' 27-yard line. At that point, I'm like, we've lost. It's over. Yep. And and Dable accepted it too. He's talking to Martin Dale. You kind of already can tell. Like you can, you don't have to lip read to know that he was like he's like patting Wink Martin Dale on the back with like one of those like snarky smiles. Like you know, we could have had it. It was a good yeah. run today, though. We made a nice comeback, and then uh, Bullock lines up for the field goal. And oh my goodness, Randy Bullock, why? It looked like it was going in initially. Oh, and 100%. then it went wide. Went ro- wide right, I guess, on our television screen. Which but would wide, be wide left, left, actually. Yeah. yeah, so it ends up going wide left. And the New York Giants win their first game of the season. Alex and I were going crazy. Yeah. What wow. I would say this, in Nashville, man, you could hear the Giants fans chanting over the yes. TV. We've got the best freaking fans in the world Giants fans go are the best. Okay, we're the best around, and we and we're we're lighting up all the stadiums we go to, and metaphorically, I not actually. <laughs> I can say right now, I'm sure we are all back in the New York groove after that win. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, seriously. So super exciting there. And Alex, the B reporters were not lying. I mean, they could have just made the comment to make the comment saying, "Oh, like Giants fans are, you know." Uh, taking over Nissan Stadium and they could have been lying and just making jokes no there were a lot of Giants fans in attendance they made their sights known uh, their presence known I should say uh, at this game and they were able to get the win so uh, now looking at one more thing here before we wrap up and I want to talk about the injuries because we had two of them Rondell Robinson and Nick McLeod the defensive back I want to say had a great play on special teams and then gets injured so, if they don't go on waivers and they have to call up two players, worst case scenario, they have to call up two players for next week, even though you said that Wanda Rob, whatever, just go with the scenario. Two players for next week who they've uh, taken from the practice squad and bring it up. Roche and who else is on the practice squad? <laughs> I, I have a list here. Uh, how about, I, I think it would be Roche and probably a corner, maybe Moreau. Would be my guess. I'm just going to say they full-on replace whoever they uh, went with 
like whoever is losing. So to replace the wide receiver, that is Wanda Robinson. It's Khalil Pimpleton, uh, the hard knock star. And then replacing the defensive back, I think it's going to be Zion hey, They're Gilbert. both going to be back next week, so there's no yeah. point in talking so, about this. Uh, we'll we know fine. this. We know It'll this. be great. Uh, but anyway, yes, that's another recap. We're back. Oh, so oh, so good. So Giants good. are 1-0. We're going to have a great victory Monday tomorrow, Alex. So Even happy. Gonna Tomorrow's going to be a great day. Mondays are my worst day. I have the most classes. I have the most like long, strenuous I'm wearing day. my Giants shirt to school. Oh, I think I might too. There we go. We, we got to. All right, we'll be twinning or whatever we'll it is tomorrow. Yeah. So exciting. So exciting. No one can talk anything, Alex. Yeah, no we, one won. Can talk. Yeah, we, we won. Yeah, we won. We won. Our Jets friend, nothing, lost. Our Patriots friend, nothing, lost. We're here. We're victorious. Anyway. Victorious. Giants forever. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. You can hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen. Go to chippinstudios.com slash giant take to check out everywhere. You can follow us on Twitter at the giant take pod. Same thing for TikTok and the giant take on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on Twitter at joshua29. Alex on Twitter at anorian23. And... Uh, I think that's everything. Oh, if I talk too fast, you can find that in the podcast notes or description. <laughs> Alex, go take us out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into today's episode. It's been a wo- a long ride, long wait. Giants are one and zero. We'll see you next time for a Panthers preview. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.